You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now. Into now turn over to Hebrews chapter 2, please. Hebrews chapter 2. I want to show you something. Just got a few minutes left. I don't know where the time goes. Hallelujah. But there needed to be a little bit of study about this so that we understand what God is saying to you and I. Can you say praise God? And I want to read just, now let me, let me start in the first chapter. I won't get all this done today, but it'll help us. God, who at different or sundry times and in various or diverse manners spake. Everybody say, God has a, a, a voice. Say, God has a language. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers, how did he do it? By the prophets. By the prophets. So in the origin of God's communication, we know that the Bible says Abraham was a prophet. We know that the Bible says that Moses was a prophet. And God used these men to speak to their generation. But in this time, God uses the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? The Bible doesn't say in as many as are led by men. It says as many as are led by the Spirit. Isn't that right? And so we see that in the beginning, God had a message that he wanted to communicate. But sometimes his prophets were not faithful to do it which is why he sent an angel to stop Balaam when he was riding that jackass headed to prophesy against the children of God. God couldn't get the prophet to say the right thing, so he sent an angel to overrule the words of Balaam. Are you hearing me? Don't ever get the big head and think, well, praise the Lord, I can prophesy. Just because you have ice cream in your refrigerator doesn't make you the Dairy Queen. And just because you prophesy doesn't make you a prophet or a prophetess. But God, in his great wisdom, all-knowing, he knows how to stop a word that is working against you. Are you hearing me? And another reason why I believe the tongues of men is linked to the tongues of angels is that people may understand that when God sends a messenger or when God speaks, it's to always bless his children and never to harm his children. Can you say praise God? The Bible goes on to say, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son. So we move from the prophets to his son, whom he hath appointed heir, that's Jesus, of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory. One translation said eftiligence. It was too big of a word for me. I had to look it up. You know what it meant? The brightness 
of his glory and the express image of his person. So Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. Can you say praise God? Hallelujah. Upholding, now there's the key, underline it, remember it. Upholding all things by the word of his power. These words of men and of angels will always uphold the power of God. Praise God. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now notice this, verse 4 being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Are you still listening to me? Verse 7, and of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Now let me introduce a thought to you. Turn over to the Gospel of Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but Luke chapter 20. When the Sadducees were interrogating Jesus about the afterlife and heaven and angels, Jesus said something that I believe has slipped by most of the modern day church. I really believe this. I don't hear a lot of preaching on it. I haven't heard a lot of discourse on it, but Jesus said it and taught it, so it would have had to have been important if Jesus took time to talk about it. And I'm not better than Jesus, are you? Look at this. Luke's Gospel, chapter 20. For sake of time, I'm just going to read this one verse. Verse 36, and they're talking about death. Would people be married in heaven? And uh, children of this world, so forth. Jesus answered in verse 36, very interestingly to me, neither can they die anymore. If you're born twice, you only die once. Can a man enter into the womb of his mother being born again? Are you listening to me? But if you're only born once, you'll die twice. Physically, then later you'll be judged spiritually. That's what Jesus is referring to. Neither can they die anymore for they are equal unto the angels. Now we know that the psalmist declared and later is reference, man was created a little lower than the angels, the psalmist said. How many have ever read it? But that was before the resurrection. Are you still listening to me? Before Jesus rose from the dead, angels are perceived according to scripture as being in a higher state than man. Are you hearing me? A higher state than man. But then the Bible says, and I read it to you a moment ago, that when Jesus ascended on high and became the majesty, seated at the right hand of the Father, he sat above the angels. 
But while he was a man, he was below their power. When they mocked him on the cross, he said, don't you think I could call 12 legions of angels? Isn't that right? They would have heard his words. Jesus spoke in that day. That was the Aramaic language, different than the Hebrew or the Chaldee. The Italian language, the tongues of angels, the tongues of men. You just think about it. If they're going to speak to you, they're going to speak to you in a language you understand. Are you hearing me? There was an Assembly of God preacher out in the West. His name was Roland Buck. One night he heard all this noise like a convention in his living room. He went downstairs and there were four angelic beings, one who went through the roof, his head did. And they were all speaking, but in a language Brother Buck didn't understand. He said, I slapped myself. Wake up, preacher, you preach too late tonight. But they were there. And he perceived that these were angels. And he said, Lord, let them speak in a language I can understand. And one of the angels began to speak to him in English. And he said, if you hadn't have said that, we wouldn't have been able to speak to you. Now, this is a man's experience. I don't put it on the level of the scripture, obviously. But what he said, the angel told him, said, God wants to do a mighty work in this part of Africa. This is what it looks like. Here's the river. Here's the people. God loves the African people, and he has a plan. But at this point, nobody has responded to the Holy Spirit. So we want you to begin to pray that God will send a man to that part of Africa. So Brother Buck said he would. Later, and this man was a friend of my father's and preached in our churches. I grew up. His name was Morris Plotz, and they called him Buono Tembo. He was a tall man, six foot six. And he came to Brother Buck's church. And Brother Buck said, you're going to Africa. I hear the Springfield Missions Board send you to Africa. He said, yeah. He said, look for a village that looks like this. Look for this. Look for that. And begin to tell him everything that the angels had told him. And Brother Plot said, well, I've been over once, but I don't know anything like that. But he said, I'll be looking for it. And when Brother Plotz went back over to Kenya, one day a Russian circus, uh, this is the Russian connection, a Russian circus had broken down and sold the Jeeps and the equipment. And Brother Plotz needed a Jeep. And he struck a deal with the man that had bought the Jeep. It was a red Jeep. And he was going to go back into a part of Kenya no one had touched with the gospel. Did you ever stop to think Coca-Cola was in villages before the gospel was? They don't sit in Atlanta and say, I wonder if we should take our product to the world. They just start doing it. Well, anyhow, his interpreter, Brother Plotz's interpreter, and also Brother Plotz got in that red Jeep and drove back. And they were warned, you may never come back. These people have been known to be cannibals and have killed people and have killed uh, uh, people who have gone back in around there. So they got over there near that river when all of a sudden the whole village jumped up with a roar and began to run towards the jeep. Brother Plot said to his interpreter, I'll see you in heaven. He thought he was a goner. He thought, why did... And then he looked and he suddenly realized what Brother Buck said the angel told him 
There it was in front of him. He said, then confidence came into his spirit. He said to the interpreter, we're going to be all right. And when the villagers gathered around the Jeep, they bowed down and laid down their spears and said, a man dressed in white came out of the sky and stood in our village last year and said, I'm going to send a man to tell you who God is. He'll come in a red chariot. And when he does, you're to listen to him because he is a messenger sent from God to this village. That's what the king told the interpreter. And within 30 minutes, the whole village got born again, and many of them received the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know what it was Brother Buck saw in his living room, but it came to pass exactly. Sometimes God will use angels as ministering spirits for the heirs of salvation. And if God has a message for you or an angel comes, he will speak in a language you'll understand. Can you say amen? I close with this. Jesus said that now they're equal to the angels being the children of the resurrection. So up until the time Christ gave himself on the cross and was raised from the dead, the Bible plainly teaches that we were created originally a little lower than the angels. But because of our union with Christ, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It is impossible for us to remain in the lower state if we're now seated with Christ in his higher state. Are you hearing me? And so, where it says Jesus now became higher than the angels, if you're seated with Christ, if you're in union with Christ, then you are above even the angelic realm now because of the blood that Jesus shed. Can you say amen? Two words of caution. Number one, to the church of Colossae or Colossae, depending on how you pronounce it, in Colossians 2, verse 18, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding, see, you're trespassing, into those things which he hath not seen. Now, why would people do that? It answers it. Vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. I had a young fellow tell me, he said, I went to heaven on my birthday and I swam in the river of life and an angel took me. You know what I told him? Pass the salt. Someone said, why'd you say that? Because I was ready to eat that piece of meat and I didn't care anything about his puffed up imagination. So you don't believe he swam in the river of life? No, I do not. You don't believe an angel came to him on his birthday? No, I do not. And later that young man got off into sin and uncleanness. And I believe it's because of what the Bible says. And I close with this in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. We're not to seek after angels. We're not to seek after angels to speak to us, but if an angel comes and speaks, even then you have the word of God to judge what is told you, and there's nothing higher or more supreme than the word of God. Can you say amen? And the things of the Spirit, amen, 
For John 16 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will lead and guide you into all truth. I see this coming, things come in cycles. In the 40 some years, 46 years I've been preaching, things go in cycles. And now we're coming back into the cycle of uh, angelic worship and so forth. Don't be caught up in that. It's nothing more than a fleshly mind that's been puffed up. Do I believe in angels? Yes. Do I believe that they are ministering spirits? Yes. Somebody said, Brother Shuttlesworth, you ever seen an angel? Yes. But you don't hear me preaching about it. But I saw one once. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, he's protecting you this night. I was staying on a marine base in North Carolina, so they must have needed some protection that night. Amen. I believe angels are ministering spirits sent forth for the heirs of salvation. Did you know you can command angels to go forth and they will? Amen. Someone said, but I'm lower than the angel, not since the cross. Now you're equal to. Can you say amen? Now notice the angel that came to Cornelius, though he spoke in the language Cornelius understood, he himself could not preach salvation or get him filled with the Holy Ghost. So angels have limits. Isn't that right? But he said there's one whose surname is Simon, uh, whose surname is Peter. He shall come and tell you the words of eternal life. How many are glad for that? Stand with me on your feet if you believe God has an angelic host that encamps around them that fear him. Don't leave here in fear. Know that God has got you covered. I said, know that God has got you covered. I know a missionary, Wild Bill Lovick, we used to call him. His name was Bill Lovick. He drove. He drove his Land Rover. He drove his Land Rover. Is that me or you? Amen. I heard it up there. Praise God. Shame on you, not. And he locked the keys in the car, went in to preach in this village, came back. He heard the lions at night. I'd like to see how she interprets that. Amen. <laughs> and he said, Lord, send an angel. And the angel came, and the keys were placed in his hand. Do I believe in the angelic host? I sure do. But I believe in even more the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ, our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world and no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this faith alive network whatever nation you're in you are a part of god's end time plan jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in and by your support as a partner you can help us do this if you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.